Welcome to Tech Royalty, where we celebrate the kings of tech. In this episode, we'll dive into how I got my first tech job and my experience as a black man at that job. Let's get started. So when I decided I had enough of my call center job and it was just too annoying for me, I got tired of getting called in the office for stupid stuff, minor infractions, all kinds of nitpicky stuff to take away my bonus, whatever have you. I started complaining to my wife about it. She saw I was stressed out. She actually told me I should quit my job, but as a husband, I had a responsibility to my family and to provide. So I decided to give tech a shot with 100% of my effort. So what I did was I purchased Team Treehouse. It was $25 a month. They had an awesome WordPress course. They had an awesome front-end course. Shout out to Ryan Carson for Team Treehouse. Amazing platform. Uh, I also went and signed up for free code camp, which is free, even better. They were more of the type on the computer base instead of video based. So I did both styles and kind of learned from the different styles and mixed them up. And what I did after that was I put together a portfolio. I got me a WordPress domain and actually hosted it. And I think it was on iPage. Then I took four of the best projects that I felt were the best. I actually put them on the portfolio site. Then I got together a resume. I put my tech sales job that I had working for a friend on there. And I started spamming the internet with my resume. I went to Glassdoor, Dice, Indeed, LinkedIn, uh, Monster, all of them. So I started to get calls from recruiters, which was awesome. So the recruiters started calling me to come into their office after they would ask me some few a few gatekeeping questions, I guess. So I went to the office. I believe it was either WorkBridge or JobSpring Partners or Talner. Went to the office. The lead recruiter interviewed me. Then he put me in a bullpen where like five or six different recruiters interviewed me. One of them was like, yeah, we got the perfect role for you right now. You can go down there. It was in the Flatiron District. So I took the train downtown to the Flatiron District, and it was like a publication. I went there. The manager's looking at me up and down. He's like, this big black guy can't code. He had that look. So he gives me a sheet, which is like a test, a PHP test. Says He said, fill this out, and then we can talk after. How do you think I did on that test? <laughs> I bombed that test. I wasn't that great at PHP at that time. I only knew how to make a WordPress loop and how to write custom fields. And I think maybe a custom post type at the time, but I wasn't a PHP genius by any sort. I wasn't piecing together complex applica- applications or anything like that. So that was a wash. He kind of didn't speak to me after that. Went on another interview where the guy didn't even shake my hand, didn't really give me any kind of real feedback. Went on another one that was really like a sweatshop, and they just wanted me to do emails all day, and I didn't like writing HTML emails. I didn't like doing the tables, so I kind of avoided that one. Then later on, after like maybe 70, 80 rejections, I kind of got upset. You know, imposter syndrome started kicking my behind. I'm like, maybe I should go back to the call center and you know, this, that, and a third, maybe I'm a fake and I don't have a degree and I'm black and, you know, 
all these other things that started kicking around in my head and, and started trying to mess with me. I had to shut those voices down. I definitely had to do it. So I get a call from a recruiter about an agency. And I go to this agency for the interview. I loved the way the office looked. The office looked amazing. I was like, this is cool. Everybody's dressed down. Everybody's so chill. So I speak with the hiring manager. He goes that he likes me and that he wants me to take the code test. Get home, take the code test. He didn't tell me as soon as I opened the email. He's timed me from then. So what happened is he only gave me two hours to do this code test. It was a mock-up, one page. It wasn't too bad. One-page mock-up had to be responsive. and it had a slider on it, which was crazy because I didn't really know that much jQuery back then. And me getting that slider to work took way more than the two hours and it still didn't work the way I needed it to work. So, you know, I didn't get that job. And he was pretty rude about me not doing it in two hours. So I don't think I would have worked well with working with him. So then the next week I get a call again from that same recruiter. They're like, this agency, this other agency, they want to speak with you. They love your resume. I'm like, really? Okay. But um, as I went later in that week, imposter syndrome started messing with me, and I flaked out on the interview. And the week after that, the recruiter calls me again, and she says that the hiring manager is convinced that there is something about me and that they really want to speak with me. So I did end up going to the interview, took the bus over to that part of Long Island, And it was a panel interview, which I really hate. I hate panel interviews to this day. I feel like they're an inquisition. It had the managing director of the company. It had the hiring manager. It had the chief digital officer. And it had the senior developer on there hitting me with a barrage of questions left and right. And luckily, I was able to answer them. And I was able to remember each one's name, which I think helps. (laughs) Then they asked me if I'm ready for agency life. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm up for the challenge. Little did I know (laughs) if I knew now what I knew, what if I knew then what I knew now, I cannot believe it. So then that weekend goes by, it was a Memorial day weekend. So I had a little barbecue party and all that good stuff. I was due to start as a contractor on that Wednesday, Tuesday, I get a call from a senior developer that he got laid off that day and that, He thinks that I have great potential and good luck. Red flag. I was kind of nervous. So my first day rolls around. I end up getting there early. I end up meeting my new boss, the new director. The hiring manager also got fired. Another red flag. But I'm trying to brush it off because I still want to get my experience. So about an hour, I'd say an hour into me setting up my desk and kind of getting my computer right and my sublime text and everything the way I want it. I get called into a meeting with an account manager. She introduces herself, tells tells me about the company and blah, blah, blah. Then she tells me about a site that's due to launch at 3 p.m. And here's your checklist to get everything wrapped up and what you need to FTP over onto the server. Now, mind you, I've never done a major website launch other than my little projects. So this was a little daunting for me. So I went through the list. It was like SEO stuff. It was just making sure the copy was correct. The images were correct. That need to be where they need to be. All the buttons and links work, you know, some minor stuff. About an hour after that, I get called into another meeting with another account manager. 
And they give me another list and they said another site has to launch at 3 p.m. I'm like, why is every site have to launch at 3 p.m. today? What is the big major thing? It was really, really crazy to me. But, you know, I went through that list as well. That list was a little bit more complicated because it had um, legal jargon. And the thing with copy that's legal, you have to make sure that it is verbatim, very to the T and correct, 100%, because you don't want the client to get sued. That's not a good look. So that was a little daunting. I got it done, launched the two sites. Of course, both of them didn't go out at 3 o'clock, but that was a great first day for me. Really crazy. Threw me in the pressure cooker. So then a couple of more weeks go by. I'm meeting everybody in the office. Uh, some people were cool, believe it or not. They were like, hey, Mike. And uh, some people were very standoffish. They didn't want to deal with the big black guy. They didn't speak some of them. They, they made a point not to go my way if they didn't have to. And there were some people that were probably like faking it, you know, fake nice, whatever. You have some of those. Um, you know, we had something called Wiener Wednesday where I got to meet a lot of the other people where they would barbecue every Wednesday and we'd chill in the back and drink beers and the owner would mix us some drinks and stuff of that nature. It was a cool time. It was nice. So then a couple of more weeks go by and we had some other sites that really were behind. They had a, this place had about like seven or eight websites that were really backed up and needed to launch like ASAP. So I ended up doing a ton of overtime. And as a contractor, I was loving it. I would work from like 9 a.m. to like 3, 4 in the morning, turn around, go home, maybe get an hour's sleep and come back to the office for 9 a.m. I was loving that OT check. But um, maybe a month into it, they realized they were paying me too much through OT. They gave me an offer to go full time. It was only 48K. It wasn't anything earth shattering. But I took it because I wanted a full-time role. And they gave it to me. I ended up working more overtime. I remember working late to get these sites done. They wanted some weekends. I was on call. And, you know, they made me some business cards. They took a picture of me to put on the company website, which never made it to the website. They also put me in the local paper, the New York Newsday, when they made a hiring move for all these new hires. It was cool stuff. I was, I was a little hyped. I was like, your boy's in the paper. You know, I still got the clipping. But, um, you know, I, it was a lot of learning. There were some mistakes I made. There was no version control. So I overwrote, like, the changes of the other developers. And the team was actually cool. I had a black woman by the name of Shimola who was a senior front-end developer. She kind of took me under her wing and taught me a lot. I'm very grateful to her. Uh, we had another developer. He was kind of like the director of digital. His name was Rob. He was what we call the grumpy old coder. He only wanted to do work that was Cold Fusion. He didn't want to do any new stuff. Like they were doing WordPress and they were doing, you know, like Laravel and Drupal. And he didn't want any parts of it. Just give him Cold Fusion. And he's happy. But that doesn't work well because you have to keep learning in this business. And you have to be able to not only be the specialist and have your niche, but you also got to be able to learn other texts when needed. You gotta, it's like a need-to-know basis. That's what it is. And he couldn't do that. And it didn't work well for him. And it won't work well for you if you refuse to learn. We also had our manager. He was more of a graphic designer. 
So a couple more months go by, we get some of these sites done and some of them, we just have to push to the back burner. Our manager gets fired because he's more of a graphic guy and he didn't help us with code. So then we get a new manager and he was more of a developer and he analyzed us. And we also got a senior developer that got hired around that time. She was great at layouts and responsive design, but because she didn't know PHP, she only lasted about a week. So they let her go. The manager assessed that I was learning. He said, I'm soaking up information like a sponge and that I had great potential. So I thought I was cool. I thought I was good at my job. I thought I was doing something. Um, HTML emails were my pitfalls because I kept messing up the HTML emails. Uh, I wasn't detail-oriented, to be honest, on some of them. And one time it bit me in the butt. I did have to run out and go pick up my wife so I didn't stay extra like usual. And as I'm leaving and I'm on the Lion Expressway driving, I get a call from the account manager. She's flipping out on me because I decided to leave work on time. And she's like, you got to stay and get this out to the client and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, agencies are very deadline based. So I held it together. I didn't flip out on her like I wanted to. And when I got home, I logged in and kind of finished up what she needed because it was a rush, rush job. Next day I get in, the owner calls me. And my manager into the office, he flips out on us. He's talking about why we're not organized as a department and what's going on over here and blah, blah, blah. I end up uh, standing up for my manager. And then him and the owner get into it, and I excuse myself from the room. Get an email a few minutes later how he's proud of me for standing up for my manager and that we're only going to get better. So I thought nothing of it. And I continued on, you know, doing email blasts. I would do uh, stuff like capture forms for colleges. And I would do bank websites. I would do a play, Washington National Opera. I did one of those. I did uh, a whole bunch of different things. A storage site, secured self-storage. I did an oil-to-gas conversion site. You name it, I did it. So it was a good experience. I got a lot of different type of verticals under my belt, so to speak. So a couple of more months go by and the grumpy old coder, he actually gets laid off. Um, he didn't want to specialize and it didn't work well for him. And I felt bad about that for him. I was kind of telling him, you know, this isn't this bad. I was trying to throw him a course. Uh, he wasn't hearing none of it. So there's that. And, you know, you got to be able to adapt or you're going to get left behind. So Shimola, she was doing great, but um, they laid her off as well. No explanation. Then they hired on another guy that used to work there and came back. Uh, he was cool. He helped me out a lot. Good guy. Then they had another guy that w wanted to work remote a lot, and they didn't like that. They really wanted you in the office. So they ended up letting him go, and he sends me a message saying they let him go over the email and that they were looking to let me go. So I'm like, good looks. Thanks for the heads up. So I start spamming my resume again, going on interviews. I'm like, I'm not going to get caught slacking. So I did that, went through it. So then now a couple more months go by and it's like the holiday time and I'm knocking out email blasts and I'm still doing this. Then the work slows up and my manager asked me if I knew Flash and I'm like, no. I mean, I'm willing to learn it. You got to get a course on it, whatever have you. 
So then a couple more weeks go by after the new year, and my manager calls me into his office. And he goes, I can't even look at you right now. I'm like, what do I do? He said, nothing. You've been great, but there's no more work. And I have to let you go. The owner's not here, so he gave me the task of doing it. So, I mean, I was in shock for a good five minutes, just sitting there, like, couldn't believe it. So I gathered myself. I went and did the walk of shame, got my box and, you know, all that stuff. Put your stuff in there. And, you know, the people were like, oh, you did, you know, you were a good worker and we loved your work ethic. I'm sorry that happened and all these other things. And, you know, it happens. Won't be the first time, won't be the last time. But, um, yeah, I got over it. It was my first experience, my first real developer job, my first job in tech. The takeaways I would, you know, I took away from it was to get detail-oriented, definitely, to be more diligent in that aspect, to always ask for help when I need it. Don't be shy about it. If there's some ambiguity, ask the questions. Get the requirements. Get them right. Also, to under-promise and over-deliver. I was really bad with estimates. Um, I struggle with that to this day, to be honest. That's why I kind of give a overestimate, and then I can kind of go in and get this done right before the estimate, way before, and have time to spare. That's how I like to work. Also, recruiters are your best friend. I know a lot of people talk about how recruiters are thirsty and spam you and keep calling you and texting you and all this, blah, blah, blah. You know, they have their job to do. They are on commission, a lot of them, so I get it. But um, if you get the real legit ones, they can be a tremendous asset and ally to have. The last six years, I have not applied to jobs. Recruiters always reach out to me when they have a role that they know fits. And what happens is I just end up connecting straight to the hiring manager. And if it's a fit, cool. If not, keep moving. I've been blessed in that regard. But um, the thing to look out with recruiters is if they are asking for your birthday and the last four of your social, don't mess with them. And if they're calling from another country and they are sending you jobs that are way out of your realm, like one wanted me to commute from New York to Arkansas. That's not happening, dog. You're not paying that much. So be on the lookout for that. I would also say whatever your blind, your blind spot is, find it quick and be able to learn quick and be able to adapt. Also take some project management courses, take some agile development courses, you know, learn UX, I would say definitely about user journeys and user empathy and all of that good stuff that can only help you and not harm you. I would also say, you know, take some documentation class, take a speaking class, all of this ties in together down the line. But yeah, like I said, that was my first job. I mean, I thought I did okay, but I got laid off as you, you know, as I told you, um, it wasn't a total wash. I learned a lot, seen a lot. It let me know what kind of developer and what kind of person in tech I want to be. And it let me know what I want to market myself as a brand, because you are going to be a brand and you're going to be a business of one. Also, the things that really helped me was, one, having a portfolio. Definitely make a portfolio. 
You don't have to build it from scratch at this point in your career because you're just starting out, but have a portfolio with at least four good projects. And don't copy straight off the tutorial, guys. Switch it up, change colors, change copy, change the concept, add extra features to it. You got to remix it, flip it and reverse it. Also, just having a straightforward resume with experience and also making sure that the skills section of your resume has all the relevant tech skills. Also, you know, have soft skills, be able to communicate effectively, be able to articulate your point. These things will get you far, believe me when I tell you. And that's all I got from this particular experience for you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights from our discussions. If you haven't already, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on various outlets such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our website, techroyalty.net, so you can stay updated on our latest episodes and never miss a beat. Thank you again for listening to Tech Royalty, where we celebrate the kings of tech, and we look forward to sharing more valuable content with you in the future. This is Mike Legema, and I'm out.